Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. Hello, I am your... welcome. I didn't finish. Uh, <laughs> are you welcoming me? And I was thinking, I'm being welcome. <laughs> I am Brother Elijah DeLello, the host of this podcast. Uh, this is our very, very special 50th anniversary. Anniversary? Why? Episode? Episode. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. 50th episode. 50th, 50th something. <laughs> We're off to a great start. We're doing 50th. real good right now. If you survive 50 of these, you deserve it. And you're still award. listening, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did well. You know what you're getting into. Yes. Maybe we'll get t-shirts for people. <laughs> so as, as usual, we have... Two wonderful fathers with us, Father Peter Teresa, Father Anthony. Hello, hello. Thank you, brother. But we also have two wonderful guests with us. Even more wonderful. Yes. 50th anniversary special. Here we come. Yes. So we have we have Sister Martha and Sister Pam with us, who are two of the sisters that helped to serve on the, on the reservation with us. So sisters, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. It's good to be here. Yes, yeah, great to have you. Really exciting. <laughs> And so, so this episode, it'll, it'll be a little bit longer because it's going to be real good stuff. It's going to be real good stuff. And uh, we're going to talk to the sisters a little bit, just get to know them and also get to know about what they're doing here uh, because the work they're doing here is, is very important. Um, and we, we very much admire and, and look up to them and, and all that they've been doing here. So, uh, fathers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 50th episode. How how are we feeling about this? I'm feeling great. I'm so excited to have Sister Martha and Sister yeah, Pam here. This is a lot of fun. Um, they very graciously accepted to, to join us. Kind of last minute. We were like, let's do something special. And we like, let's talk to Sister Martha. We said this like three weeks ago. Yeah. And like yesterday, we're like, hey, <laughs> we should actually contact her and see if she can come. Uh, so thank you so much. You're very busy, but thank you so much for yeah. being with us. And, and you're both members of the Franciscan Sisters of Christian Charity. True. Can you tell us a little bit about just yourselves and about the community you belong to? They're pointing to each other right now <laughs> about who's going to it answer. be more direct. <laughs> Sister Martha. They're so, they're so, so generous and humble, letting the other one go for them. Um, uh, I'm Sister Martha, and our community is based in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, Franciscan Sisters of Christian Charity, and we were founded in 1869. There are about 200 members of our community, and four of us are at St. Peter's Mission. But in our community, more of our sisters are in Arizona than in any other state. Oh, wow. So That's our awesome. community has a priority. What year were you founded again, Sister? 1869. Okay. For those keeping score, we were founded in 2016, so okay, yeah. <laughs> the sisters have us beat by well over a century. Uh, and how long have you been a sister, Sister Martha? I have, this is my 53rd year. Praise God. Praise oh. God. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And 36, I'm starting my 37th year at St. Peter's. Wow. Where, can I, where else have you been assigned? Um, <clears throat> in my, my whole experience in community, I've been at two missions. Um, St. Peter's was my first mission in 1971. I came here, 
And in 74, they moved me to the Menominee Indian Reservation in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. And I was there for 14 years. And then they bounced me back. They forgot that I was at in the desert because I'm so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention I'm from Green Bay? Here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have a Packers Very fan. big yeah. Packers Yes, fan. we yeah. do. Good. Your, your team is doing well this year. Very well. Number one seed in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And Sister Pam, how about... How long have you been with the community? So I've been professed for 10 years, going on my 11th this year. So, yeah. All right, where sister? <laughs> a baby sister <laughs> in yeah. some ways. And where are you from? Um, originally from Michigan, lower part. Okay. Yeah. And how, how did you, do, what led you to the Franciscan Sisters of Christian Charity? So um, in my discernment process, um, one of the things I filled out was on Vocation Magazine. It was one of those vocation matches where you felt a certain criteria to see where your prayer life and all that fits in. And um, I remember the next day I had over 70 emails in my wow. inbox wow. from all these communities all over the world. And it was our community that continued over the course of probably six, seven months for sending emails and little reflections that you could do, which was kind of nice. And uh, got in touch with them after I had gone and visited with some other communities and found ours, and it was it was home. So well, I, I have a footnote to add to her vocation search. Excellent. She uh, stayed with the sisters in Ann Arbor, the Dominican sisters. Yeah. Okay. For a weekend, there were about a hundred young women there. It was a lot. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it was an awesome wow. experience. And then each of the young ladies had a ten-minute visit with the vocation director. And at the end of Sister Pam's visit, <laughs> the vocation director said, you are not a Dominican. You're a Franciscan. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're, we're glad you're on our team. Yes, yes. yes. we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> and have you been assigned anywhere other than St. Peter's? No, this or? is my one and only mission so far. Oh, wow, that's so exciting. been very blessed that we way. We are blessed yes. to have you. We're hoping it stays that way. For yeah, you. for a long, long, long That's long our time. prayer, too. <laughs> Okay, so you're both at St. Peter's, mm -hmm. and how can you tell me a little bit about St. Peter's, about its founding, about its history? <laughs> so St. Peter's was founded in 1923, thank you, sister, in <laughs> 1923. Um, and so 100 years. 100 years, yeah, wow. we're oh, at our centennial. That'll be awesome. We're going to open a high school. <laughs> oh, wow, okay, that'll be pretty special. <laughs> that's the hope. <laughs> that's actually an anniversary. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, who, who founded it? Uh, there was a group of Franciscan friars, correct, that came out there? Santa Sister Barbara. You, the Santa Barbara okay. Franciscans had founded it. Um, our sisters came in 1935. Um, our mother superior at the time went to Yuma. That was one of our first Native American missions. And it was Christmas Eve. And at Christmas Eve dinner, she had gotten contacted by the bishop earlier about um, the sending the provincial about sending sisters uh, to St. Peter's. And um, so at Christmas Eve supper, she just asked if any would be interested in heading to this little village of Babe Shoal and start teaching out there. About four or five sisters raised their hand and she said, great, pack your trunks. You're leaving on the train tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> Christmas Day. Wow. Yes. And I think That's it was amazing. the day oh, was after. it the day after Christmas? See, okay. And when they volunteered... They thought it was like for the next school year. Yeah. 
Not that. Not that. <laughs> so obviously we have a story here. It's, can you? Why in the middle? Of that sounds story? like Francis. Okay, there, um, uh, yeah, the like, sisters. Going of, tomorrow. The sisters of Saint Joseph of Orange, California, were the first sisters at the mission. They came in thirty-one, and by Christmas of thirty-five, they couldn't. They couldn't handle the isolation. Wow. So they told the pastor that, you know, we've enjoyed our time here, but uh, we have our train tickets in Maricopa, and we leave on the 20th. Wow. And the rooms are clean. We're ready to roll. Could you arrange for a ride to the to Maricopa for the train for us? Wow. So he did. And then Father called his provincial, Father Novatus in California, and Father Novata started calling Mother Superiors. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, That's and so how did, how did the sisters originally get to Yuma? How did, well, do you know that story? I don't know that story. I don't know, but we have two schools in Yuma yet. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But I know our sisters in 35 traveled by train and buckboard <laughs> to <laughs> okay. the mission. Buckboard? What is a buckboard? <laughs> yeah. A, a covered wagon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Probably pulled by donkeys, maybe, you know, <laughs> or horses. <That's> <laughs> Appropriate for Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so the sisters were in Yuma, and all of a sudden, middle of school year, they have to show up and take over. Do we know the size of the school at the time? Do we know, like, what they came into, what life was like at that time? We have pictures. I don't know when they first arrived there, but we do have pictures of the sisters um, with the students. I would say some of those pictures show, what, maybe 40, 50 hmm. students there, there? I think there were only, at that time, three classrooms. Okay. Wow. Two or three grades yeah. in each room. Wow. But they had lots of animals then, too. There's a lot of <laughs> pictures of the sisters. They had goats and ducks and chickens. Geese and geese, cows. Cows and bees. Yeah. Oh, wow. Bees. But... The sisters won't let me have bees. Mm. Oh, we got to bring the bees back, sister. That'd be great. You can take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be careful what I sign up for. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've we've made our way. The sisters are at St. Peter's. It's a, a small school. I'm yes. assuming by the they're at the. And this is the on what reservation? For those who don't know, uh, on, on where what village? Kind of what uh, what kind of people? Are we working with what are the sisters teaching? Like, what do we what do we know okay. from from that time? Well, let's start yeah. from the 1930s, kind of move our way forward to when Sister Mark when you first arrived. <laughs> it's a Gila River Indian Reservation mm. in the village of Babeshell, which, when you look at a reservation map, we're dead center mm. in the middle. Yeah. We're we're centralized, and the the kids who came were pretty much from the village, and um, they came on horses. Some of them mm. from outside so cool. the village. Even when I came in '91, uh, the in 71, we had a, 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 a place where kids could tie up their horses. Oh, wow. <laughs> they stayed there during the day, and the, the, one of the, we had one bus driver, and he watered them and gave them hay and <laughs> did what he had to do. That's, That's awesome. great. Yeah. So uh, when, I, when I came to St. Peter's in 71, I had uh, 40 third and fourth graders in one room, and very few of them spoke English. They were speaking their native language, so one of our Mm. big jobs was teaching English. And I had one student who, his mom was a teacher, Arlene Shores, at um, Sacaton, so he knew English. 
So I would talk, and he would help me translate. And then I would have to really slow down you know, so they could process what I was saying. So this one kid was in the back of the room, and he always say he would always say one word. And I listened real hard. So after about a week, I asked the principal, Sister Mary Stella, I said, Sister, what does the word hostu mean? She said, why are you asking that? I said, Bennett is always saying after I say some, hostu, hostu, hostu. She said, what? Hostu means what? <laughs> <laughs> so... I knew that. That was my first Pima word. I love it. Um, Okay, so we're in the 1970s now. Mm -hmm. You have arrived. What what did you arrive to when you came to St. Peter's? What did it look like? How many students? What was the situation? And uh, and, and what what were your first subjects that you were teaching? Okay, it was um, was my first year teaching. And uh, I taught every subject. And we had long windows in our classrooms. So we didn't have any janitor. We do our own janitors. I cleaned up the room. And Sister Lee Mary was teaching next to me. She cleaned her room day before school. A dust storm. A monsoon. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And you can write your name and everything. Wow. But um, it was a, a real adventure. Very. We had uh, wood-burning stoves in the corner of our rooms. And... Like this time of year, the kids, when they'd come to school, would bring mesquite wood for the wood burners. And when I came back in 88, they were gas stoves. We had upgraded when I was gone. Gone for 14 years, they go modern. (laughs) We had, uh, in the convent, we were in that little house, um, very small house, and we had a TV but it was reminded you of a blizzard in Wisconsin. <laughs> you know how you put the antenna up and put aluminum foil at the end? Yeah, yeah. And I wa- I'm such a football fan that you could see nothing. So I'd spend Sunday afternoons in my classroom, similarly with the radio, but you couldn't get any Packer games. Yeah. So sure. I listened to the L.A. Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry you had to listen to the Cowboys. I'm sorry, too. That's so rough. And you didn't convert and become a Cowboys fan in those glorious years? No. No, but I have a funny story. So I lived with four other sisters who were much older than I was. And I came home from the classroom. I said, guess what? Um, Roger Staubach was the quarterback. And he had a broken shoulder during the game. They broke his shoulder. I said, and you'll never guess what song they played for him. And they said, what? And I said, I'll never pass this way again, Glenn Campbell. <laughs> and they said, and that's funny. <laughs> I was laughing. I said, you know, pass. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> but it was okay. I educated them a little. That's good. That's good. So you're there for four years. But then you, 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 how many students were there at the time? At that time, we had about 180 kids. Wow. And how okay. many classrooms? There were, or there were four classrooms okay. and between 40 and 50 in every room, two grades in each room. Okay. And the kids were, the kids, none of the homes at that time in our village had electricity. So the kids were great readers once they learned English and, and we saved everything. Uh, magazines, newspapers that came in to send home so they could practice reading. Mm. And yeah. they, 
they were they slept well because kerosene lights you yeah. turn that off you got to sleep or stay outside so i mean it was just a whole different culture yeah. people 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 really came together they weren't distracted by technology or yeah. they, they did things as families and everybody lived in adobe homes <clears throat> and it was you know they're cool in the summer warm in the winter Beautiful. And you came back in the 80s. And mm-hmm. what brought you back? The Volvo Obedience. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the Menominee Reservation, and our superior called, and she said, Sister Martha, we want to move you to St. Peter's Mission in Babeshall. I said, great. I love it there. She said, have you talked to sisters who've been missioned there? I said, sister, that was my first mission. And she said, well, where were you after that? I said, here. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's the way life is, God's work. Were you moved down to be the principal or did that occur later? No, I was the uh, junior high teacher. I had seventh and eighth grade. And it was like a sabbatical year because I had 13 kids. Wow. They were great kids. Um, Their kids go to school now in our school. Anyway, their grandkids, I mean. the principal uh, was one of our sisters, but she uh, was an entirely different school of learning than I was. Uh, she was very severe and had all kinds of punishments posted all over. And that's not how I roll. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, I have a lot of skills when it comes to keyboarding and typing. I did a lot of work for her, so she let me play my own game. But um, community is a big value in my life. And there was very little of it. So I had requested a change. She didn't know that. And I explained to our our leadership why. And um, the sister will take care of it, not to worry. So they came out to visit in February. And sister said, sister, we've solved the problem for next year. I said, great. (laughs) Where am I going? Well, actually we've reassigned everybody else and you're staying (laughs) and 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 you're the principal so what did i do i started crying and they said the sister said what's wrong and i said i'm a teacher oh you can teach too i said okay i'll do it wow Wow. so that summer i started graduate school and administration wow wow and i know over these these years Mm -hmm. that you've been there there's been a lot of changes to st peter's Mm -hmm. um a lot of building projects Etc. Can you tell me about kind of when you started as principal, which was what eighty nine? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Up till now, mm-hmm. like what? Can you just tell me about kind of some of the developments, the changes, the things you've seen at St. Peter's, things that have occurred? Sister Pam, why don't you tell them the story of the um, ancestors? You want yes, me to Sister share Pam. that story? <laughs> I would just cry. Okay, this this is true. <laughs> so. Um, this was before my time, uh, before I arrived at St. Peter's, but there was um, uh, the burial, re-burial. reburial of um, uh, the Native American bones and artifacts that ASU had, correct? Mm-hmm. So um, they were trying to find a place on the reservation to do the reburial, and a lot of uh, the districts were saying, no, no, we don't, we don't want that to happen here, uh, go elsewhere. So they approached Sister Martha 
And Sister Martha doesn't usually say no to many people. (laughs) So she said, no, this is a great idea. Bring them on over. And so they went into the cafeteria. Um, We had with us, Sister Juana was here at the time, and she is a Native American sister in our community. And uh, she was, so as um, a white person, we weren't allowed to go into um, the cafeteria during the burial process, but Sister Juana could go in and out and they would leave food plates for the ancestors, um, uh, very similar to Day of the Dead, leaving meals for for the ancestors during the burial process. Uh, So um, the sisters stayed at um, the Adobe convent on the campus grounds, and Sister Martha's bedroom was right in the front there, and she had said that they just put up um, motion-detected lights around the school. And one of the nights that the reburial was happening, the lights kept going on on the school porches, and she was thinking it was the wind or it was cats and and whatnot. Well, one of the elders who was part of the burial process uh, asked to speak with Sister Martha and sat down with her and said that um, the ancestors have conversations with them as they're rewrapping their bones and, and the artifacts and um, they had a message to send to Sister Martha. And she said, oh, okay. So they told her that um, the face of the earth will be changed, uh, that they are very grateful for all the work that's being done there and for the students and the children, for their children. Um, and one of the things they said was, <clears throat> we're just kind of curious, who are all those women walking around with those black rags on their heads? <laughs> So he explained to them, those are, those are the sisters. Those are the ones that are taking care of, of, of the children. And um, the other thing they said was, looking up at the ceiling in the cafeteria, he said, what are those wind machines? Which was just a ceiling fan. <laughs> was wow. Windmakers. Fl- yeah, yeah, windmakers. Um, but they, they told him, because of the, the beautiful work that the sisters were doing, um, that they would be there to, as the protectors um, of that, of the school, of the children, of the sisters, and that the face of the earth will be changed. And Sister Martha has witnessed uh, the face of the earth change there mm-hmm. over the course of 30 that's, plus years. That's absolutely <laughs> what I attribute all the blessings to, hmm. the, the ancestors. Wow. And very generous people. Very hmm. generous people. Yeah. Um, the worst question to ask me <laughs> is to say, hey, Sister Martha, how can I help? <laughs> I said, have a chair. <laughs> we have a whole wish list of things. Yeah. And, and we started just checking them off because our enrollment was growing and we didn't have enough room. So we gave a talk at the Sarah Club and met a wonderful architect. And he came out to the mission and he said, I can see why you're cramped because we had a 170 kids in the four rooms, and we didn't have a kindergarten. I was wishing for a kindergarten. So he designed the the west wing of the building to be a mirror image of the, of the Adobe school. So we had all the plans, every single detail. And we even had approved by the diocese and approved by the tribe. We just had to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it happen. <laughs> So the diocese, Bishop O'Brien at that time, told Joe Galano, who was the properties man down there, that it would probably take us 20 to 30 years to raise the funds. So, a week later, (laughs) (laughs) 
I get a call from the commander of Williams Air Force Base, Commander Smith, inviting me to the base for a meeting. And it was uh, going to be Easter week. I said, great. I said, we're on break. Could all the sisters come? He said, great. How many? And I told him. So we went out to Willie. He met us there. Uh, the Catholic chaplain mass for us because we never priest then. And um, we flew. We went on the pilot. They had test pilot machines. And, and uh, simulation. We, simulation. <laughs> and we each got, had a different destination. And I crashed at um, uh, the Air Force Base in outside of Las Vegas, <laughs> Nellis Air Force Base. It was a big plane, too. <laughs> so my career as pilot was over. You, you chose the right vocation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we had lunch in the officer's mess, and then we ended up in his office. And he handed me a booklet, and it said, The St. Peter Project. Wow. I said, what's this? He said, well, Chaplain Briggs, one of my, my kindergarten teacher, because I connived a modular unit for kindergarten because we needed it. Uh, we hired uh, Miss Briggs and her dad was chaplain, the United Church of Christ chaplain at the base. And he told the commander what was going on. He said, they want to build a school. We have a whole company of civil engineers who have nothing to do because their base was on closure status. Hmm. He said, if they have a school to be built, we've got the guys to do it. Wow. And the rest is history. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the Lord. It's taking care it of is. It but is. That's not the only building that's kind of been miraculously built. <laughs> no. At St. Peter's. So that, was, that happened in probably 92, 93. And then in 94, I got a, no, 93, January of 93, uh, the president of the men's club at Blessed Sacrament Church in Scottsdale invited us to talk at their Saturday morning breakfast. So whenever I get an invitation to do anything or go anyplace, we go as a community because I'm just one person. So we all went up there and went to Mass and had breakfast and then they asked me to say a few words about the mission. And when the man introduced me, he let them know that I was from Green Bay. <laughs> so after I gave a 20-minute talk about the mission, they started asking me questions. All sports questions. <laughs> All sports. And you need to tell the audience, please, that you have uh, a sports family. Oh, yeah. I'm from Green Bay, and we're the only family in the NFL where three brothers played on the same team, the Packers. My mother's <laughs> brothers. That's so great. I grew up in a totally sports culture, not only football, but baseball, mm. hockey, basketball, everything. We, we watched all, did it all. Anyway, so I answered all their questions, and they were real impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so we went home after breakfast. Two, three months later, I get a call who's from a man whose voice I recognized, Joe Gargiola, whose parish that was, and he had been doing the Today Show. And he called and said, you talked at my church, and I want to help. <laughs> I said, oh, come on down. So he, uh, he was on his way to Tucson for a fantasy baseball camp, and he stopped in. And that was it. He called our mission, Our Lady of the Quicksand. 
<laughs> Our Lady of the Quicksand. <laughs> Just sucked great. him right in. Just sucked him right <laughs> That's in. That's awesome. So Joe operated, yeah, Italians are. Uh, they operated by projects. This is our, pro what is your first project? So I told him basketball court. He said, ah, my kind of person, sports. Because <laughs> the Air Force had wrecked it up, you know, and they didn't put it in. So, and after that, it was a field, baseball field, library, uh, a new convent. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was incredible, uh, incredible. And Joe has a way of... Uh, Twisting people's arms and threatening people to be generous. <laughs> That's you know, a good gift. I think it's like a, a mafia mentality. <laughs> you know, but it, it worked. Yeah. And well, everybody he has that saying, don't take a no from anyone that can say yes. So yeah. That's, That's a good true. saying. Yeah. I've used it. Anyone has the a power to say yes, don't accept a no. <laughs> it works most of the time, but not always in church. Yeah. No. <laughs> But we try. Yeah. <laughs> when there's been one more, I think, uh, probably many, many benefactors, one more I know is probably near the top of the list have been generous to St. Peter's. Maybe Sister Pam can take over and tell us <laughs> about uh, Shea Foundation and John Shea and oh what my. they've done for the school. Yes. So uh, 2014, Shea Homes did a complete renovation of St. Peter's. How, how do we meet John Shea? How did, this, how did that occur? So that was through the bishop. Um, Mr. Shea uh, went to the diocese and he was asking Bishop um, what schools that he could you know, donate his um, business to and, and do some, some building for some of the schools. And he wanted to work with schools with very dedicated principals. And Bishop said, I know exactly who'd put you in touch with. <laughs> so um, that's how Sister Martha got her connection with Mr. Shea. And she was asked to create a wish list of what she would like um, Shea Holmes to do. So on her wish list, um, she had been asking for quite some time for a new preschool. Grant after grant. Yes, and was turned down all the time. And um, so she put, I think, as her top 10 preschool, 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 preschool. <laughs> Real creative. <laughs> and um, they, the diocese were like, ah, oh, sister, we don't think that's going to happen. We don't have the funding. And she's, well, don't worry about funding. The tribe will help us out. They're um, very gracious to the school, extremely gracious. And um, so her wish actually was granted. Mr. Shea said he was all for uh, building a preschool. So that was their first project. And as they were there um, coming up with the plans and the ideas, they took a tour of the school. And uh, we're asking Sister on that tour, Sister, oh my goodness, your, your cafeteria, the kitchen, it's awfully small. And she said, well, it was grandfathered in and um, it, it was a very, how many square feet was that? 600 square feet. Okay, 600, wow. very tiny. And they said, can we build you a new kitchen? And well, of course. <laughs> and uh, walking through the classrooms, they were looking at the tile and saying, my goodness, this tile is just crumpled up and it's all mi mix matched because of replacing it at various you know times. And that the ceiling lights, um, the fluorescent lighting was ancient, that they don't even make the bulbs anymore to fit into those. <laughs> and if if they could update the floors and the lights in all the classrooms, and of course, sister said yes. <laughs> and um, we had very little sidewalks. Uh, it was a lot of dirt, uh, no parking lot. Um, so they asked sister, can we put a parking lot, a couple parking lots in for you and uh, make some sidewalks, 
plant trees. That was another big one. They planted over 100 trees. Uh, so there were a lot of a lot of different things they did to renovate and just beautify mm-hmm. the mission. So, yeah. And, and I want to get into kind of the, the spiritual life, both of the sisters in the school. But I guess just for me, I mean, all these renovations, say, and there's a, a beautiful kind of fence around the property. I don't know if we said mm-hmm. or not. I think Shehong. Oh, yeah, they provided But that. I find St. Peter's to be an oasis of peace. Thank like you. Like in the midst of, um, you know, just with just just what it has. It's just all these little trees, the life. Uh, obviously, it's a spiritual reality. But it really is just a real oasis of peace kind of on, on the reservation. Um, and, and, and just, I, I think the prayers of the sisters are a big part of that, but it's, it's so beautiful to come to a place that's been beautified, you know, that, you know, it's, it's still a lot of work to be done, but a lot of the work has been done and a lot of people's lives have been touched by it. And, and I, I've heard that from other people as well. And when people come, there's this just beautiful, you know, obviously presence of the Lord ultimately, but just a place where people find peace and people find it to be home. You know, I think for the students who are there and even for the alumni, that this is a place that is home, which is so beautiful. Yeah. I've, I've family come visit and you know they like our place our place is nice but then i take them to st peter's and like, this place is amazing <laughs> they just they love the campus um they, there is just an atmosphere of peace peace there uh, it's and i know all the brothers who, who who serve there um who help with the kids and they just just love it over there there's just something really special uh, about your guys place for sure so we've done the the physical plant but we want to talk a little bit about kind of the I think the spiritual life of the campus so I, I would ask what's your goal so let's say we get a, a student who's a pre, so you're pre-k to eight mm-hmm. and you have just over 200 students mm-hmm. so you get a student who comes in and as a pre-k student and let's say they stay from pre-k to eighth grade what would you say are your primary goals for that student as a graduate of St. Peter's Sister Pam <laughs> Um, I think one of our, our main goals is to have them, it's right in our mission statement, to have them grounded in the faith. Um, we, the kids memorize the mission statement. So we, every morning we start with morning prayer and we end every school day with going home prayer. And we begin prayer with that mission statement. Um, and that's, that's just to have them grounded in the faith, uh, knowing uh, who God is and how the Spirit works in their own lives. Um, and uh, since we're, as of right now, we're hoping to have the high school soon, but, um, you know, just with the eighth grade, uh, that they do go on to high school. And so far, 100% of our students uh, end up attending high school. Um, well, and, and tell everyone, please, how remarkable that is. What, what is that? How does that compare to the other schools or the other students um, on that, that of, of a, of, who are not going to St. Sister, you might be able to speak better to that. Okay, when I when I first came back to St. Peter's and became principal, I started writing grants. And I went to the education office to get the stats about how many kids are graduating from high school every year. And the stat that Gilbert Enos was the director at that time gave me was, Sister, 65% of our kids graduate from high school. Wow. Wow. That's now down to 43%. Oh goodness! Yeah, I would, I would have thought it would right. be moving yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, but, but they many more are after they drop out. They, a lot of them go back and get their GED. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I mean, that's encouraging. Yes. So we had a young man drop out of high school mid-freshman year, and he was bored to death. <laughs> so he went to see Connie Jackson in the lab, and she started him on his GED. And she calls me up, and she said, this child passed his GED test in two months. Wow. With an eighth grade education, what are you doing? Over there? <laughs> <laughs> and she's a very bright kid, and he's, yeah. he's probably bored in high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then he went back to high school. <laughs> he had a GED. <laughs> he went back to high school and graduated with honors. Wow. So what do you know? What the percentage of current percentage of St. Peter's students graduating from high school is? I would say we have a rate of about eighty-five to ninety percent. Yeah, that's what I would say. And yeah. we, we kind of haunt our kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I always say we're going to keep a short leash on you. Yeah. So one of my boys, it was just darling, um, he struggled with school. And he told me, he promised me he'd graduate. I said, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> so his mother came to me a couple years ago, and she said, when he turned 18, I said, you can drop out now. You're 18 years old. You can get a job. He said, are you kidding? And have Sister Martha haunt me the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show her that diploma. So when he was 20 that. years old, he graduated. That's yeah. awesome. And he's so proud of it. Yeah. I love that. Um, and, and it's obviously a big part of this is not is the teachers, the sisters, mm -hmm. uh, and all the faculty, all the people mm -hmm. who are going through it. Um, and then the spiritual life, I think, of the sisters that help, you know, keep this, these students not just mentally um, taken care of, but also spiritually taken care of. So can you tell us a little bit about your spiritual lives, about the spirituality of, of the sisters? Obviously Franciscans, we're happy about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, and then kind of the, the, the spiritual life of the students, like what does that look like? Sister Martha? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, the group of sisters with at, now at the mission, <clears throat> Most of us are early risers. Mm -hmm. Sister Pam has become an early riser. <laughs> There's hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So we pray. I, like, I get up about two thirty every morning. That doesn't. That's a, I, that's early. That's, I don't get up that that's early. Not early. <laughs> that's still late. Yeah, that's still <laughs> late at night. <laughs> and I'm I'm pre make the coffee, take a shower, feed the animals. Then I sit mm. back and pray till about four thirty, quarter to five. And then I put on my principal's hat and do all that administrative stuff I have to take care of before we pray. And then we sisters pray together our morning prayer, our office at 630. And then we um, pray. We, we pray before the Blessed Sacrament and make a holy hour. And then we are blessed with Mass. <laughs> so we start the day off. Two important parts of our life are community and prayer. And we couldn't do what we do without that. We couldn't do it. So we're, we're fueled by Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Good fuel. Yeah. And then we thank you for making that possible. Because we, for many years, we had one mass every six weeks. Wow. And we would have to go to town for, like, we'd go to town on Saturday night for Mass and then be there with our people on Sunday for Eucharistic prayer service. 
and there were prayer leaders in every parish. It was well organized, but it wasn't the same. Right. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that with this, with the students, I think I had mentioned before we do, we start the day off morning prayer with them, even uh, with our online learning right now, we begin with morning prayer. Um, and then I don't know how long ago sister started it. I know it, probably within the last 15, 20 years, uh, going home prayer. Yeah, we, we never did going home prayer about 15 years ago when uh, one of our families came home and their father was murdered and his remains are all over. And um, I realized that we had to bless our children before we put them on the bus because we never know into what circumstances they're going. And that was probably around the time that the gangs were starting to infiltrate the reservation and more drugs were coming up and more people were dealing drugs and very unsafe. You know, so we we bless them and we make mm-hmm. sure that they're going on their way. Yeah, and when we're in person, we try to have, well, we have weekly mass with them and at least one day of the week or every other week have adoration. Um, so classes sign up for 20 to 30 minute slots to go in and spend in prayer. Um, pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Pray the Divine them. Mercy Chaplet. In um, October and May, we, do we the pray rosary. the rosary. Yes. And Stations of the Cross. Stations of the Cross. Yeah, so they I mean, have it, we're, we're enriched. <laughs> we have a Catholic identity. Yeah. <laughs> but to do all this, we had to add an hour and a half to our day. Mm-hmm. So we start school at 7.30 and end school at 3.30. And nobody minds. Yeah, they love it. Well, I guess you're starting early because I know there was a news report done recently, or recently within the past few years, about how you actually start with food and exercise, um, (laughs) that the students have to come up and exercise as the very first part of their day. You feed them a healthy meal. and I don't know which one's first, but what started this? When they get off the bus... They hit the track. (laughs) 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 And I'm the first person they see. I'm back there with them. I know them. I remember when they were born. Mm -hmm. So I'm there. If any child is angry, I I find out what's going on so I can give the teachers a heads up. Because when children come to school angry, sometimes they lash out at a teacher. And teachers sometimes take that personally. And I tell the teacher, absorb it, transform it. And don't don't go back at them like that. So that's one reason I'm out there. And then I, I yell a lot. Keep going. No visiting. <laughs> I, put your feet. I mean, this is this has been going on forever. We've been blessed with uh, our PE teacher's been with us for forty years, and she started the running program in 1985 because Gila River, the Gila River community has the highest incidence of diabetes of any ethnic group in the world, in the world. So if we kick in their metabolism as soon as they come to school Mm -hmm. and then we feed them, we've gotten exemptions from the state about the number of carbs we can give our kids. The state guidelines seven to nine, and that's just stupid. They don't (laughs) need that. (laughs) And we have no dessert, fresh fruit. (laughs) And um, so we, we watch... Healthy children are happy children. Happy children are better learners. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it works. Yeah. It works. And then during the day, the teachers have to take the kids out when it's below 100 degrees to get mm-hmm. another mile. And then they have PE class. So we have that exercise thing going. And some of our kids on the COVID gain 50 to 60 pounds. Oh, wow. Yes. They, they're fluffy. <laughs> so I can hardly wait to get them back. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk about the future in a yes. second. I know you have some big plans. You talked about it a couple of mm-hmm. times in for High School. But before that, just over these past, whether it be 10 or over 30 years for your time at the mission, if you could say a first, maybe one of the, the, the hardship, you know, just you talked about some of these hardships. And it has to be a specific story, but just kind of mm-hmm. some of the, the hardships, just so we get, we get a sense of what, it, what, it's, what it's like to keep it part of life. And then one of the blessings. And again, you don't have to give a specific story or anything, but just mm-hmm. kind of like this I, you know, situation or this happening has been one of the greatest blessings about being at St. Peter's and one of the greatest hardships. We're going to hardship first. We want to end with blessings. So if you could each go, we'll start with uh, Sister Martha. Uh, Sister Mary needs to think more. I think she, she, I'm afraid if I ask her first, she's going to be mad at me. Uh, so Sister, just, I can sympathize. <laughs> so just a general kind of hardship. Okay. Um, uh, I think we have a very physical one is when the electricity goes out. Yeah. Uh, and back in the day, it would go out, and it would be out for three, four days. Wow. And it would always go out in July. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Exactly. And it was, it, it didn't know, it, it didn't do any good to complain about it because it couldn't change it. <laughs> Don't complain about things you can't change. And um, I mean, that was really, that was really challenging because I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm so used to the desert that when it gets in the 70s, I've got to put on a sweater. Mm-hmm. But. But back in the day when I came, first came to the desert and that would happen, I just, you just have to keep going, do what you do, <laughs> help people out, get the water out there. Yeah. Mr. Pam? Hardship, right? Hardship. Okay, so I think um, when I first came here, that, that was probably one of the most difficult because there was a definite, um, I needed to learn the culture. I needed to understand um, the families, um, the students that I was working with. And, uh, I know after that, that first year, my, my students taught me a lot. (laughs) Um, I think I learned more from them than they did from me that first year. And, uh, uh, just, just getting acclimated to the culture that, that was, that was difficult. Back right back at it, Sister Pam. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, blessing. Um, a blessing. So I really think that, um, when you are missing something, you realize how much of a blessing it is. And uh, not having the students in person, has, I guess that also, that has been a hardship. The students really are a blessing. I think, you know, definitely Sister Martha knows that. Um, and just the interaction with them, um, laughing with them, joking with them, you know, teaching them, of course, but just, you know, having, having a good time with them. Um, and yeah, so, so they're, they're a very big blessing in our lives. We can't wait to get him back. <laughs> Sister Pam? Sorry, Sister Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Pam. It just made me younger. Sister Martha. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my greatest blessing is being, having this ex- extended time with Native people because I have learned so much. I've learned what is important in life. And I've not gotten involved with all the uh, crisis 
that goes on within community because during the 70s, 80s, and 90s, there's a lot of turmoil in religious life. Mm-hmm. I was too busy to really care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just do what we need to do and, and forming community with the people and taking care of people and learning, learning how to adapt and how to just say, God's will, not mine. <laughs> and you guys have big plans for the future so you mentioned it already so you're you're talking about a high school uh what has inspired this where where are you and and <laughs> what is your hope and what's god doing now <laughs> so bishop um probably about five or six years ago um he was actually over for a meal uh at our house i remember exactly where he was sitting when he said have you ever thought about a high school here <laughs> And we were like, um, no. <laughs> uh, so, so he um, kind of got the ball rolling to um, get us thinking in the direction of having a, a high school. And, and our first initial thought was to have the high school off the reservation because we thought it was important for the students to experience the dominant culture. Um, and then as the years have gone by, we've really seen the value of actually having them just continue uh, continue their Catholic education, you know, at St. Peter's. And I know the high school's kind of bounced around between being here at St. John's and then at St. Peter's. And um, I don't know when it was finalized that it was going to be. Well, we really wanted the friars to do all the legwork. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. They did all the Bishop assigned them the, the research. They did a lot the, of research. And all the meetings and getting all the input and doing all the planning. Yes. And for that, we are very grateful. <laughs> I mean, you gave us a game plan. All we have to do is play it, right? So it's uh, so this is a combined community effort. Yeah. yeah. A Franciscan effort. Yeah, many of them are already hired and they don't know it yet. <laughs> I think they're hoping for it. <laughs> so, so we have students who are saying, okay, uh, get it built, sister, so I can transfer in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so what is the plan? Is there a plan of action currently? Uh, so we're looking at a, a vocational high school is what we'd like. So having the academics plus a vocational tract for the students, um, probably starting out with mechanics um, of some sort and then hoping to build on that and, and go into some other fields. Um, possibly Shea Holmes could help out with that even a little bit too. Um, and uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, uh, when, when are you hoping to start it? Uh, 2023. Which, so, would be? which would be our centennial year, wow. which would be perfect. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, Somebody told me that's 18 months away. Yeah, yeah, that makes it even sooner sounding. Father Peter Teresa, that's scary. It seems farther away when you say this is 2023. So how can we support St. Peter's? If our listeners out there, um, they've probably heard, they've been inspired, they said, oh, how how can I um, make my contribution? How can I make my support? Do we have a website? Do we have a way to give give support to the school? Yes, we do have a website. It is at SPIMCS.org. So that's just the acronym for St. Peter Indian Mission Catholic School. Um, And there is a donation button on there. Um, And we have two funds set up, one for just the general fund for for the school itself, and then another fund directed uh to the high school so as we're raising money for that well that's very exciting (laughs) it is 
Yes. I, I'm gonna. Brother Elijah is about to take over and do what everyone considers the most important part of our, <laughs> our podcast, and that is a fun question that we okay. end with. But I do okay. want to give you all kind of the last word before the fun question. So anything you want to say, anything maybe we haven't covered, maybe we didn't ask the right question, or something, anything you want to say about your sisters, about yourselves personally, or about the school. We're also praying for vocations. Amen. Okay, so if a young woman's interested, yes. where, should yes. she, where should she go? Um, so she can uh, definitely go to our, our website. She can contact us there. We have contact information, and we can get her in touch with our vocation directoress, Sister Julianne, um, at our mother house in Wisconsin. Uh, and we can also have her come and visit the mission as yeah. well. You know, yeah. We welcome anybody to come yeah. out and see and spend a day or longer. <laughs> we need to replace ourselves. <laughs> so uh so if there's any young women out there uh who might be interested if you're just starting the process yes you know, there'll be no commitment if you want to go see mm -hmm. the mission the sisters would love to have you so please go to can you give me that website again yes it's spimcs.org i think you can also just go to google and type in st peter's you probably can. <laughs> did i mention sister pam created the website <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. well, we'll and our facebook times. page yeah. behind the scenes is great <laughs> <laughs> um, we're putting her out front today. Uh, so if any young women, of, of course, if anyone um, uh, would like to be generous, obviously we thank you so much. They're doing really good work. It's a great cause. You can also, um, you can get tax credit. And yes. mm -hmm. there is yeah. the, the tax credit that comes um, with the, through the Catholic schools. And your tax monies can go to St. Peter's. So you can tell the government, here's where I want money to go. And I want to go to St. <laughs> Peter's. So um, I, I forget, what, is there... I don't know how people would do that exactly off the top of my head. Is like a website they do that with? Um, um, what's the it's organization? through the diocese, the uh, um, Catholic tuition organization of the yeah. Phoenix Diocese. Yeah, so, um, but there's a way in which, if you live in Arizona, you want to, you can direct your tax money, and St. Peter's is on that list of where you, how you can direct your tax money. So I highly encourage everyone to do that. Um, no offense to any other schools, but we're, <laughs> we, have, we have more need. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Thank you, up. Father. We're also... We're also Best, so. Yeah, we're the best. <laughs> and we're I mean, I, th I think the number speaks itself. You said we have a, a of almost a ninety percent graduation rate, maybe over ninety uh -huh. percent. And mm -hmm. the average um, high school age student on Gila River has a forty-one percent graduation yes. rate currently. So we're we're over double that. So mm -hmm. that's just a sign of the good work the sisters are doing. Yeah. Um, so thank you all so much. And uh, brother Elijah, you want to take us home? It's that time. It's that time. <laughs> so, this is this is very exciting for me. So I get to ask a question. <laughs> that everyone will answer and i have been pondering this question but my question is fathers and sisters what is this might be really hard okay what is at least a top great memory for you at st peter's i'll go first <laughs> um, so when i was ordained a priest the very first mass I said um, by myself, just like without any of the, the priest brothers to help me in case I forgot something, was at St. <laughs> Peter's. And <clears throat> so I went, I drove there Sunday, Saturday morning, I don't know what day it was, I drove there that morning and I actually had forgotten that I was like, had to give a homily. I was so pumped up with just about <laughs> becoming a priest and saying mass. I forgot I actually had to preach too. Um, so as I was giving the homily, everyone all of a sudden just starts like smiling and laughing and i was like oh no did i just like say something like silly and stupid you know like and uh but i found out later that uh, a little kitten had ran out of the sacristy right in front of the altar as i was preaching 
looked at everyone, <laughs> and then ran back in. <laughs> and so I think it's up for me. That's just uh, St. Peter's in a nutshell. Just the, <laughs> the animals, the Lord, the community, and so that's just that's one of my favorite memories of St. Peter's. <laughs> Wonderful. Also, I got to have my first triduum as a priest at St. Mm, Peter's mm-hmm. this last uh, triduum, and that was that's also very. And you baptized the world. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Well, I think one of mine just happened quite recently um, in May, might have been June of last year, when we had our kids back for a little four-week stint, and Sister Martha had planned um, some holiday events because our kids had been online all year. So we celebrated a little Halloween and a little Christmas. And it was the Christmas one that was just phenomenal because our kids had not been together to sing and our kids sing. Mm. But they we gathered in church to sing Christmas carols and they were just belting these songs out. <laughs> Sister Barbara Jean said she could hear them clear across the mission. <laughs> so that so that was just really cool. That's, so That's awesome. I think um, my very similar when the kids came back after being gone for a year and a half, mm-hmm. there was such joy. You you don't know like you said before. You don't know what you miss until it's gone. And a school is just a building without children. Children bring it life. Mm-hmm. I think mine might be real similar in that it was actually not when we fully came back, but it was when we did graduation. So we, we got <laughs> yes. we got suspended. So it was it was March when we had to shut down everything. I think we just can't have mass on Sundays, and we had that that kind of month or two period. All the schools went online. It was the very beginning of COVID, and then we started getting like church back. And we started kind of bringing back, and um, we, those kids were going to graduate. <laughs> and we were going to bring them back, and so we, it kind of things had kind of calmed down a little bit. And again, we were starting to have mass on Sundays, and Sister Martha was like, "Okay, we're going to bring our students back. We're going to socially distance. We're going to do it outside." She had a whole plan, and and what happened, and we got an approval, like everything had been set up, but things were spiking again. Mm-hmm. And so everybody, like last minute, was saying, we're going to shut this down. And Sister Martha, being the, the legend that she is, <laughs> um, decided that she, like, we were going to have this graduation no matter what. And so I get there with the brothers to serve. And, like, we, she closes all the fences, <laughs> like, <laughs> locks all the gates, and, like, puts the guy, the maintenance guys out there to, like, and then, like, so, so the, the tribal health department, like, calls the police because... They think we should be doing this, and we thought we were just fine because we had approval. And, like it's kind of one of those like, have like last minute. You can't like last minute pull approval from something that you give approval to. In my mind, um, and so we did the whole <laughs> event, and the police stood outside the gate, t- you know, until <laughs> until we felt it was you know the mass was over and the kids had graduated, and the, the gate opened up to the police as they came in and, mm-hmm. and asked people to, to to disperse and to go home. And uh, but I just I. I was, uh, though, though kind of like sad that, you know, kind of our, our, it had to be, but the fact that we still like, those kids deserved a graduation. Mm -hmm. They'd been, a lot of them at St. Peter's for what, nine years Mm -hmm. to 10 years, some of them, um, some less than that, but there, there they were. And, you know, COVID had been so traumatic for everybody. Nobody would even, you know, they'd lost a lot of things, like a lot of students had at that time. Mm -hmm. And they say, no, we're bringing you back graduating. Like, even if, you know, people aren't mad at us and people don't like us, like, we're going to, we're just going to do it. I, they'll I, get I, over I, it. I, yeah, they'll get over it. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll, that's awesome. I think mine is when I was a novice uh, and one of the times that I was there for just the school day uh, and when the kids were still there and we were on the basketball court and it was during one of the times where uh, a lot of the little kids were out for recess. And brother Andre was on one side of the court and I was on the other side and there was a bunch of little kids around him 
And I could tell he was like planning something, but I didn't really actually know what was happening. <laughs> and I kind of saw it out of the corner of my eye because I was, I was talking to another one of the kids. And then all of a sudden, I just hear him say, go. And they all just ran across the, the court and just started to mob me. <laughs> and I had probably like 15 or 20, you know, pre-K kindergartners just all over. Uh, but it was it was just so cute just to see them all run at you. Um, so that was that was definitely one of one of my fun times there that I really Aww. enjoyed being with the kids. But but we thank you so much, sisters, uh, for being with us, for for sharing, for um, you know uh, your witness for everything that you do. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you. And, thank you. Um, if Father Peter Teresa, would you mind closing us out in a, in a prayer? Sure. Yeah, I just want to say first, we just want to thank you for joining us in the podcast, but also just for everything. Yeah, you've done for us as. As brothers in Christ and serving with you here, uh, it's just been it's been a joy, and we're just looking forward to, to many more years serving with all of you. So, Amen. In the Father, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Uh, we thank you for uh, this beautiful woman, Lord, that you have given to, to us, to this community. We just ask you to bless them, to, to bless their ministry, uh, to bless their plan, to bless them, to their school, to be spoken the doors and bring the kids back to bless all the kids and just all those who are listening possess your spirit the be intercession of the full of grace the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus holy Mary mother of God pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death Amen the Lord be with you may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.